Jesus' name, amen. So we've been talking about how to elevate behind the scenes. Now, I'm going to bring it back up so we are reminded of this because sometimes we we don't, the scripture says, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. You know, the scripture says, hearken, listen with the intent to obey. So sometimes we listen and, and, and we may be listening, looking for to find an excuse, looking for a hole, um, looking for justification, but we're not really listening to what God says. So how to elevate behind the scenes is not our version of hiding. It's, it's a strategic positioning by God to prepare you for purpose. And so this behind the scenes is you're not necessarily running, you're, you're, you're hidden necessarily or you're, you're cloaked from platforms until you, to the appointed time of the Father, but you're exposed to fellowship with God and with his men and women of God, Amen. right? Yes. So you're under tutors and governors until the appointed time of the Father, Galatians 4, 1 and 2, Right? So that's different, you know, because sometimes we go, see, the pastor just said behind the scenes. I like being behind the scenes. I'm not talking about you hiding because you don't want the accountability and responsibility. I'm talking about positioning, right? As we talked about that last week, right? And then we talked about um, just from the angle of, of learning how to your first response to be spiritual. And so we gave David, who his whole family was held captive, and his first response was, Lord, shall I pursue? And so that's not, you know, you, you might think that's a fairy tale, but that's a reality yeah. of someone that started to understand and have a heart for God where he understood that, that my, my steps need to be ordered by the Lord. I be, need to be led by the Spirit because sometimes I could mean well and do more harm to the situation. Something, something happened. All right, so, so, so sometimes I can mean well and do more harm to the situation. Not because I'm, once again, don't attach it as you're trying to be evil. Sometimes we're, we could be negligent, ignorant, and then sometimes defiant, yeah. right? And once again, those are things that we think are, are going to either protect us or help us, but we have to be honest. Just inquire the Lord because what's obvious to us is it flows different with God. God takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. When you find yourself hearing from God or men and women of God and you say, but that don't make sense, your first thought should be, well, let me investigate that. I, I wouldn't have done it that way. It doesn't line up, but, but, but oh, let me go in my quiet time with God and say, Lord, now, I wouldn't do it that way, didn't see it that way, don't even like that way, but talk to me. Why, why was that communicated? As I was growing up in church, Every time a man of God would say something to me, and some stuff, I mean, I, I've always been deemed as a, as a pretty uh, cerebral person. So I figured, hmm, never heard that before. But I said, Lord, take me to that level of understanding. I didn't assume because I didn't understand it or because it didn't fit my thinking, it was wrong or it wasn't right. I knew I didn't know everything. Lord, take me to that level of understanding. And each time the Lord would show me something I didn't see, right? And so, so, so with that in mind, because we keep telling you how to inquire the Lord, right? Shall I pursue? So David had a relationship with God. Now, the relationship David had with God, could he see him physically? No, not a trick question, right? But he could see him spiritually. He could hear him spiritually. 
Because it didn't say it was an audible voice like, you know, when God showed up, when they was messing with Aaron and Moses. That was audible. God's there. Hey, y'all messing with my man. You know, when he showed up with Jesus, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. That was audible. That's one of the ways to hear from God. It's a video out there that we did, how to hear from God. All right, so today we're going to just, we're, the first stage of what we're talking about, because we, we already went through how to elevate behind the scenes, uh, embracing the preparation for purpose. Remember, that was last week. Are we showing up to climb Patient Mountain or hurrying through the Valley of Compromise? Right? That was last week. So, 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 so today, let's lock into, can you hear God? Right? Can you hear God? So Deuteronomy 28.2. Deuteronomy 28.2. And so I'm going to mention scriptures, and I, I may be going fast, but you'll have the scripture, and, and if you don't remember the scripture when you watch the video later, uh, it'll be indicated. It says, and all these blessings shall come upon thee. Now, this is the... You know, when we do weddings, we use Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14 as a part of our blessing over marriages, right? Well, you know, uh, you, shall, uh, you shall lend and not borrow, you know. You know, like, like, you know, you'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the field. You know, all this is 1 through 14. Now, 1 through 14 is blessings. 15 to like 66 is cursings if you don't obey God's word, Right? But, but, but I like this. It says, and these blessings shall come, upon, uh, come on thee and overtake thee. Now, come, up, come on me is something I want. But overtake me is like, even when it's too much for me, now it's just like, oh, no, no, no. You, you may not want to be ready. You may not think you're ready. You may not like to be ready. Oh, but we coming. Right? So you're going to have to get ready. Right? Right? It says, but, but look, it has an if after the come. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. So, 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 yes, it talks about blessings. It's talking about them coming to you and overtaking you. But it says, if you shall hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. Hearken means listen with the intent to obey. Not listen with the intent to question. So imagine how many times we come to church listening with the intent to question. How much are we going to absorb? We have something, uh, uh, Pastor Mel was talking about this this morning, how the confessing of sin is not to bust you out. The confessing of sin is for you to expose to God what's actually obstructing you re being in total fellowship with him, in total communion with him, so you can, so you can have his fullness. The scriptures be filled with all the fullness of God in Ephesians 3.19, right? Amen. And so once you get all that fullness, now... Your cup runs over, right? Mm -hmm. Blessings overtake you because you have this magnet that's attracting all the blessings. Amen. Now, now, the thing is, if, 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 if you allow certain things in, it's actually cutting off the ability for you to draw in. So you almost unintentionally repel, mm -hmm. right? And so when I expose things, God goes in, cleanses it out through the blood of Jesus, right? That's a, she said the Holy Spirit is a convictor, right? He convicts you of sin. She didn't say he condemns you of it. Makes you aware of it so you can expose it before God and he can cleanse it out and now you're connected and your cup runs over. 
right? That's what the intent is. So when I hearken with the intent to obey, I'm listening with the intent to hear what may convict me. Because you know, first of all, sometimes we don't even need conviction. We already know we're wrong. We just keep coming up with different things to ignore it, pretend it's not there, justify it. Oh, uh, this, this this is the one I used to roll with, attack. See, so I'm attacking you, create enough diversions where now I get you on the defense, make you think something's wrong with you, and you don't forgot all about what you were talking to me about. <laughs> so now I ain't got to change nothing. Because I, 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 I basically, uninten- well, intentionally, back in the day, I just punked you. Mm-hmm. And then I got you walking around. Maybe I'm not, maybe, maybe I'm too spiritual. Maybe I'm too holy. Uh, maybe this isn't necessary. Now, you wrong, and you don't use your gift in your wrong to convince me I'm wrong. So now, now God gave you a gift to draw people to him. You're using the gift to separate me from him when you could have just came clean. Listen, I don't know why I'm doing this. And I hear, I'm not stupid, I hear that this might not be right. If I could change it, I would change it. But right now, this is where I'm at. I don't want to be here though. Right? So guide me into to, to how I can change it. Wednesday would help, a plan to change. That's, that's, the, that's the message on Wednesday, right? Part two, coming up this Wednesday, a plan to change, right? But, but, but you won't even embrace that if you're going, I'm good. Good for who? Do you understand, like, this position of comfort right now has a future? This position of compromise has a future. Because you ignore it don't mean it ain't coming. Yeah, I was thinking about somebody I really care about, and I was thinking about how their flow is, yo, this is how I roll. Yo, hey, you're going to die from something, whatever, you know. So, so they expose themselves to a lot of vices. And, and, and they, and they now I'm from, I'm from Jersey, so we do attack. Well, we, I used to attack. So they attack. So ain't nobody going to say, uh, people are thinking that. Well, if I say this, they're going to hit me with that. If I say this, they're going to hit me with that. Well, if I say this, they're going to punk me. Well, 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 they pretty much say, ain't nobody telling me what to do. So, so I, I, I got all this information I can help. I, mm, I, yeah. So now, and what I, this is what I think about. Now, I don't think about, man, you tripping. I think about, man, do you know there's a future there? And now, now what you also created is all the people that's going to come to the hospital when you read, when, because you've been unprotected and you're going through, and then it's going to be everybody got, you know, man, they're going through, man, we need to put a shout out in prayer. But no one knows they care more about what you're going through than you did to get there. Jesus. Like you didn't care. You put them in a situation of, but they're so young and they're going through this. What is it going to take for us to change? That's the thing. God operates in spiritual behavior modification. He tries to make you aware. Holy Spirit tries to convince you. He sends laborers to tell you. Men and women of God try to give you the word on it. Right? People try to talk to you and you reflect, reflect, reflect. He goes, oh, okay. Oh, so you're looking for some pain. 
That's what you do with your kids, right? You try to tell them. Hey, 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 as long as you're doing that right now, just be quiet. Then you try to tell them again, hey, hey, I should be quiet now. You need to be quiet. Then you try to tell them, hey! I said, be quiet. Then they start talking back. All for like the 30 seconds of them standing up before they hit the floor. Right? Right, right. But, but, but where did that come from? Progressively. Oh, so, oh, so you're looking for pain. Now, you know what's bad? Most of the time, Josh, pain changed people. Like when you was young and you got the spanking, you're like, I ain't doing that no more. Yeah. Right? But the interesting thing is you're older. Like, what's the last time you got a spanking? Like, seriously. Two years ago. Two years ago? That's you. That wasn't that long, bro. <laughs> but, but two years ago. Your mom ain't going to spank you now. But you deal with stuff. Right? And it's painful. Now, you, you sweet. You know how to hide it. But you know it hurt. Right? The tough part is if you get numb to that pain, it's just going to get worse. The pain is not to punish you. It's to, it's to convict you to change. Josh, everybody think I'm talking to you. By yourself. You're just a representative for a whole lot of people online and in the house. Right? That's not a bad confession. That's awareness. What is it going to take for you to change? All right. That wasn't even in. <laughs> like, like, I said one point. Anyway. All right, so we said we got to hear from God. Hearken, listen to with the intent to obey. All right, so, so let's go here to Matthew 13. For whatever reason, we've been talking about uh, this particular area all week. Bible study fellowships in the morning online. But we were talking about, we talked about, right, Trina? We talked about uh, Matthew chapter 4, you know, you know. Uh, Mark chapter 4, I'm sorry, and, and, and just talked about the, the uh, receiving the word, right? But let's look at Matthew 13, and then we'll lock in here on verse 19, because we're talking about hearing from God. All right, so, so Jesus is speaking here, and he says, hear ye, verse 18 says, hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. He says, when anyone heareth the word, how many people? Anyone. Anyone, Anyone hear of the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not. So when you first hear something, y'all understand it. Then cometh the wicked one that catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. So it says the word comes in. They don't understand because, see, are you showing up? Listening with the intent to obey or showing up with, with questioning or with a hard heart? You already, you showed up. Okay, grip my teeth. If I hear any level of truth that's uncomfortable, I'm shutting that out immediately. Well, that's, that, that's a hard heart. It says that's when the seed is sown and it falls by the wayside, right? Amen. It says, but he that received the seed into stony places. So this is a person that gets the seed, but they have, a lot, they have so much other stuff in a way. It says, the same as he that hears the word and anon with joy receive it. So they, they hear the word, they receive it, but it's almost like an interception type of reason. You know, you, you know the, hey man, hallelujah, quick. Like, yeah, I got it, I got it. Hey, I see what you're saying. You're right, you're right, right? But it really ain't hit that heart yet. It says, yet he... It says, yet has he not root in himself. It says, but 
dureth or endureth for a while. For when tribulation and persecution arises because, it's not arising for you because of the word. By and by, he is offended, quickly offended. It says, he also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the cares of the world, deceitful and riches, uh, choke the word and becometh unfruitful. So Trina, you was correct you, when you, 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 you merged them together, right? All right, so, because uh, I thought the thorns were separate, right? You were, you were accurate. All right, so, 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 so look, look here. I know Matthew 4 says it different. But this is here, you got, you got somebody that doesn't understand because they showed, up with a, they showed up with a hard heart anyway, right? And it says, Satan tries to take that word immediately. So Satan doesn't care if you're offended. He's like, good. I just want the word. Because if, the more uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more word I get, the more faith I have. He don't want you in vain because you're going to see things that you can't see. He don't want you seeing what you can't see. He wants you magnifying the circumstances. Right? He also understands the interest of the word bringing light. Gives understanding to the simple. So what you can't see, now you understand. He doesn't need you understanding. So since you don't understand, because how many times we go, I don't understand first. Assuming that you've already gone through the training to understand it. You're not immediately supposed to understand everything. Sometimes it's going to take an agony to understand. That's going to cross over into an appetite and then amusement. Right? Sometimes it's going to be oppressed first. But we think, I, I don't understand that. We should, your kids say that, how, how, how you feel about that? Your kids just say, I don't understand. Otherwise interpret it, so you don't expect nothing from me. Don't expect me to change, don't expect me to do this. How do you roll with that, with your patient self? How you, I, I just, help me out. How do we roll with that when your kids just say, oh, no, 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 mom, I don't understand. And then they just go about their business. Because I'm no longer, I'm no longer responsible for what you asked me to do because I just told you I didn't understand. So that means what? I'm good, right? We're not having this conversation no more, right? Well, but why do we do that with God? And I noticed something. With the word, we say we don't understand. When you took the job, you didn't understand? When you start the business, you don't understand? Right? I mean, I look, at the, look at the progressions through construction. There's stuff you ain't understand, right? So we done. Leave it alone. Don't make no money. But we're going to find out how to understand, right? We're going to find out how to you know, go on vacation. We're going to find out how to go on vacation with no money. All credit cards. Then we're going to figure out. We don't understand how we're going to pay the bill, but we're going to figure out how to pay that bill because we had to go on a vacation even though we know we ain't had no money. We, hey, hey, are we going to such as you going, girl? Yeah. <laughs> Ain't inquired the Lord or the bank account. You understand what I'm saying? But now when it comes to God, oh, I don't understand. All right, that makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> Help me out. All right, so, so, what was that? All right, oh, okay, so, so we said, you don't understand. Then, then you got some that, Receive it with gladness, and I always try to give that a, a, a description as almost a, uh, I'm sending out a missile to intercept it before it hit my heart, right? You know, planes, they call them countermeasures. 
So what they do is they, they, they hit the button and heat signals go out. So the missile looks, is looking for the heat of the exhaust and it, it, it goes out and it hits the countermeasure flares of their heat. And then, so it blows up before it makes contact. And so that's, we're trying to blow up revelation before it makes contact. We're trying to blow up truth before it makes contact. So that's the person that receives it with gladness, but it never took root. That's not my opinion. It says it never took root. It says, so they endure for a while. But soon as affliction, because like, like this is reality. So, so I'm going to tell you, I am a pastor, but before I was called to the office, I was Keith Bradley. When I was called to the office, I'm still Keith Bradley. I was born and raised in Newark, New Jersey for 29 years. Now, I've been away from Newark, New Jersey longer than I've, I've been raised, but my core is Newark, New Jersey. Now, the culture is a little different. The culture is, it's telling the truth. And as I was, I was going to different cultures, I noticed people was reacting different. Like, did you realize you just said that? I was like, yeah, well, what's the problem? But I wasn't attacking them. I was just like, well, the only thing we can talk about here is the truth, right? I mean, but then I realized now I had to learn the culture and package it different. Mm -hmm. Then I come to the South and I got to package it even more. Sometimes. But back, the Lord gave me permission, back me against the corner, all you getting is the truth. Ain't, we ain't packaging nothing. <laughs> but this is the interesting thing. Some, I live to be sensitive to my audience, but you got some people that are so sensitive. They could be rolling, blessed in everything. You could say one word and their whole world change. Yeah. Endures but for a while. But when persecution and affliction come, they are offended. Jesus. And Satan take that word away. Right? Then it says some people receive the word. It takes root. But they also take in the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things. And it says that enters in and chokes the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So it's not just getting the word. It's not just knowing the word. It's not just talking about the word. It's supposed to be producing some fruit. And so sometimes we're talking to people. I don't understand why they don't get it, because they don't see no fruit. They hear your mouth talking, but they don't see no fruit coming out of it. They're looking at, most people look at our lives more than our mouths. So they don't see you as credible. But you don't even have to say nothing when you're producing fruit. People want some of that fruit too. They want to produce the fruit like you're doing it. You could just be, and so we got all in and produce fruit. All the people that we want to change, they're going to change. They're like, I don't know what they're doing, but... They ain't leaving me. They producing like crazy. But we think we can, we can convince someone to change, not, not influence them based on our lifestyle, right? And so, so the goal is what? To produce fruit. And so, so when we, and, and, and so when you hear God, when you can absorb him, we talk about this in Bible school, uh, you have God is always speaking revelation. Revealing something to us. The vehicle he uses, inspiration, in spirit, inspiration. So, so when that revelation come out, it's going to hit you a certain way to get your attention. But the goal is for us to open up and be illuminated where we wake up and see, not get more defiant, right? 
That's what the goal is. So the goal is for us to, and then when you start to hear from God, now when something comes up, oh, I'm just going to cry out to the Lord because I hear his voice. But we're not going to hear God because we're not, was that God? Was that me? I don't know. Can, can you really hear God? Is, are they just saying that? I think they're just talking. Well, of course you would think that. I thought it. I, the first time I heard a man of God, I was sitting in the back. He was like, yeah, so God told me. I was like, God told him? Like, God, God. <laughs> did, he, did he show up? David. This is a pastor. This is David. David, I need you to go. I was like, man, like people, like people, it's rolling like that? Like God just be showing up? Then I said, so how did he really hear God? Man, he ain't, this is me. This is Keith Bradley. Man, he ain't hear Man, that dude just talking. I ain't hear God, God. Can't nobody really hear God. Man, that's just a story in the Bible, man. You know, that's that movie Ten Commandments, man. That's, you know, that's actors, man. Theatrics. Till I start pressing that word. And I start hearing his voice. And then what I first started doing is I'm like, was that God? Let me just act on it. Be willing to look bad and see what's going to happen. And stuff started start happening. I was like, oh, wait, let me try this again. You know, like, like when you try something, uh, they, was, uh, they was out uh, uh, with the basketball workout yesterday. So, so the new workout at the church is people going to come to the basketball. So, so you know, because they did work out, especially Pastor Mel chasing that ball after she was missing those shots. Right? So <laughs> she said that. Like, y'all think I'm putting it out there. She said that during her teaching. She said, she said I, I thought I was going to make the shots. I just spent a lot of times running. But she did start knocking some shots down. But I noticed when she made the shot, something happened. When Stella made a shot, something happened. Wait a minute, let me try this again. I was just been working out, yes, and so I was showing her different drills. And so I said, no, nah, just do it like this. Let's do it, because it's new. Just do it like this. All right, do it like this, do it like this. And then, but I noticed when it works, I see a light go on. Oh, wait a minute, I think I got something here. So I just got to do this like that. And I heard my wife talking to Stella on the side. She was like, you know, I think, I think I'm going to come out here. This is a good exercise. She says, but you know what? What's so good about this is he breaking it down for me. So now I understand how to do it. And when you see a result, then you want to go do it again. Right? That's why the, the illumination is important. That's why when I started hearing God, I was like, oh, we got something here in my house. Imagine a man of God hearing from God, communicating to a house something God said that has not happened. You ain't seen it happen. They ain't seen it happen. Ain't nobody ever seen this happen. So you're communicating impossibilities, telling your household it's possible. Where do you think everybody's first thought is? Man, this dude done lost his mind, Mr. Spiritual, right? But guess what? I had to be willing to look bad. We're going to put it out there. And do you think 100% of the things I said came to pass? No, if you, just, even if you thought it. No. When I first thought, because I wasn't hearing 100% clearly. So maybe 20 or 30% came to pass. But that was enough to go, wait a minute. He said that. He said he heard from God. And that happened. So at first, I, I communicate Fire, I'm the focus in the house. This, 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 is, this is the flame, fire, right? So I was the focus. We both focused now. <laughs> but so first it was like, well, I want to do this. Well, this is what I believe God's telling me. Really? We, we're bringing God into this? She didn't say that, but the response was almost like, 
Okay, whatever. But after a while, it was like, I really, this is what I believe we want to do. I trust he hears from God. And, ho, before we, we really finish this deal, let me check with my husband. You know why? Because she knew her husband was saying, before we finish this deal, let me check with God. You see what I'm saying? We want people to believe us because of our mouths. Mm. Right? She went to my, my wife doesn't believe me just because of my mouth. She's believing because of the relationship with God. God communicates something, and it manifests. Yeah. Keeping it real, the people online, the people around the country, the people here, that's the only reason people are connected to heirs. Because somebody just told me this the other day. It's like, I appreciate the consistency and the genuine. It's consistent and it's genuine. And that was God. You can't tell. Uh, Terrence just said this yesterday. He said, Ares has favor. That's what he just said. Where did he get that from? Because I said, hey, Terrence, Ares has favor. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I'm, I doubt it. Their, their, their household don't roll that way. <laughs> right? No. He said Ares has favor because he's seen favor. You see how we get the favor, we made some moves because God said it, even though everybody thought it was stupid. And guess what? It, thank you, Mrs. Lamar. It happened. Right? And you knew that had to be the favor of God. How did this start? Have to hear God. Okay, good. All right. So um, this is what we're working to do behind the scenes. All right. So, so, so ask yourself. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going... Sometimes I can go too fast. All right, so Isaiah 119 says, if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Well, I'm going to be willing and obedient when I'm tapped into what? What, what, Knowing what God says, right? So I'm willing to do what God says, and I'm going to be obedient to what God says because I can hear exactly what God is saying. Does that make sense? Right? And then, um, so now, 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 this is the key. So I hear God. Will you trust God to see it through? So I heard God. I acted on what God told me to do, but I probably acted like, okay, honey, you ready to go? We're going to do this. Okay. <laughs> this is what God told us to do. <laughs> Boy, ain't nothing happened yet. But he told us to do. All right, we we'll moved out here to Charlotte. We're in an apartment doing Bible study. Okay. <laughs> yeah, God is good. God is good. How long are we going to be in this apartment? God is good. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. Yeah, we out here, you know, just being by faith, by faith. But we had to trust God to see it through. You see what I'm saying? I, so I'm hearing them, but it don't always look like what you hear. Are you going to trust God to see it through? You hear know, Joshua said, man, you just brought us out here, man. We crossed the promised land. We crossed the Jordan. We lost, lost this battle. Like, are we serious? We could have stayed on the other side of the Jordan. This is Joshua. God said, ho, 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 ho. What you should have asked is, why did this happen? Because you promised me something and you're true and then, then you would have got what I'm about to tell you. Y'all ain't do everything I told you to do. You let some stuff in. There's some stuff obstructing your harmony and being filled with my power and presence so you didn't go out that last battle with me. You went out without me because 
some of your people took up the accursed things, now you could carry your weight out there. Amen. Remove the accursed things. See, see, got to recognize what's, what's, what I'm carrying and watch me do my thing again. And that's what happened, right? Amen. All right, so will you trust God to see it through? So scripture says, trust in the Lord with what? All Lean all not to in how many? How many? Do what? Acknowledge him. Act like you know him. Right? And he'll what? So trusting the Lord with all my heart? See, I'm not trusting with all my heart if I can allow all this other, other stuff in. All the other questioning from the world, the counsel of the godly, standing in the way of the sinner, sitting in the seat of the scornful. What I watch on video, uh, you know, so I hear God say something and I go to a video to confirm it. But the video is, is, is uh, the, the uh, uh, media culture is not necessarily godly. Somebody put that on there for a reason because they know you will go watch it. So you're looking for justification and confirmation to your compromise because you don't believe you have the strength to change. Guess what? You are accurate. You don't have the strength to change. I don't have the strength to change. That's why we're trying to yield to God in the first place. Apart from him, we can do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're not tripping because you don't have the strength of change, and there's nothing wrong with you. You're in the same position everybody in the building, everybody watching online, everybody connected to church is. If we, if we could, uh, Ozzy was uh, confessing a little funky attitude he had the other day. I heard you. I wasn't in here, but I was listening. I was listening online, but he was confessing it. Right? He said, he said, he says, I'm working on it. But, but let's say if he can change on his own, he would. Now, I didn't say that for Isaac to leave out here and say, hey, you know, Pastor said, yeah, you know, you got funky out of Isaac. Like, no, 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 no. His goal is to, if you really want to change, you press into God at a whole nother level. You open yourself up at a whole nother level. Right? And let him go in there and cleanse that craziness out. Right? So, so but you got to trust him with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Like the first time we, we make a mistake, or we're in compromise, what's the first thing we're tempted to do? Lean to our own understanding to justify the compromise. As opposed to, man, this ain't right, man. This ain't even right, man. You know, Lord, help me. Created me a clean heart, renew a right spirit in me. Psalm 51. That should be our prayer. Lord, that wasn't right. You know, if I'm walking out, if I'm, if, if I'm driving somewhere and I see somebody that's, could have beat up a car, they could uh be going through something, and the thought crosses in my mind, glad I'm not in that situation. Do you know I, I repent for that? Yeah. You, know, I, 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 you know, most of the time I'm ble- I, I speak a blessing over you know, even if I'm driving. But I repent for that because I, I don't want to be thinking like, I just don't like that feeling of glad I'm not you because I was in that position at one time. You see what I'm saying? So, so, so you understand what I'm saying? So even something as simple as that, I don't want in there. But suppose I'm like, oh, you know, hey, hey, nobody's perfect. So as soon as I say that, I'm going to allow it to stay dormant. Yeah. Now, you, you, you eat, uh, you, 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 uh, this is my old example from youth ministry. So you have a piece of steak, right? It's nice, juicy steak. Cooked it well, right? It's nice and good. Take the steak and you put it behind our, our display. You know, I don't know when the next baptism is, and we got to move that. You know, there's a baptism pool back there, but we'll just leave it there until the next baptism, okay? 
Now, I walk away from it, so as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't exist. When I come back, you know, I'm going to chew on my juicy steak at the next baptism. What's going to happen to that steak? Right. Right. Spoil. Uh, fungus, all types of stuff. Now, if I put that steak on the inside, and then I leave it there for the same amount of time in, on my insides, oh, I got preservatives inside my body? What happens to this? What happened to the steak? Same thing, right? Because I've just left it. Yes, it's rotten on the inside. It's creating toxins. Toxins produce cancer. Right? But, but, but I can pretend. That's why you have to watch what you eat because everything don't process well. And, you, and the aches and pains come from somewhere. So, so in other words, we're not designed to store stuff. It's supposed to pass through. It's supposed to grab nutrients break down everything else, and create waste to pass through. It ain't supposed to be stored up. You know what I'm saying? And so it's the same thing. When we take on these things and we ignore them, you ain't doing nothing with it? What do you think is happening? So let's say you you had just a little funky attitude today. You ignored it. Or like I said, you know, I thought something and I just paid it no mind. You think it just stays in that state? No, it just starts to build. It starts to build. It's like the movie was a Spider-Man movie with Ven- when Venom first came out. Dude had a little, little, little piece of tar. Just, just touched him a little bit. That thing grew and took over his whole body. That's, that's what the, the ignored, unconfessed, unrepentant sin does. Oh, there's a message coming up. There's <laughs> a message coming up on that, you know, because we don't want people to have to deal with that, right? Does that make sense? So we t- trust God to th- see it through. Uh, don't lead to our own understanding. And always acknowledge him. Let him direct our path. Philippians 1, 6 says this, be confident in this very thing. He that's begun a good work, we're at. In you, right? Be confident in the very thing that he's begun a good work, will perform it until the day of Christ Jesus. So the confidence is, is if I stay exposed and I stay yielded and I present myself as a living sacrifice, I can be confident, Natalie, that God is going to, Work with me to willing to do his good pleasure or work in me, Philippians 2, uh, 12, 13, right? Because I'm working out my own salvation, my wholeness. Salvation means wholeness with fear and trembling. So I'm staying open before God, right? I'm not, I'm not going to let sin or mishaps or pride close me up, right? I'm going to stay exposed, transparent and vulnerable, because that's how he started when he created us. He created, he created, a man and female created him, them. they were naked and unashamed. They were transparent and vulnerable, exposed. After sin, it said they knew that they were naked and hid themselves. That's when the hiding started taking place. We, never, we weren't designed to hide. We were designed to stay exposed before his glory. Let him change some things. Let him change me. <laughs> I'm so glad. All right. All right so, so most Christians really have never truly heard God. Most Christians, I, you, know, you travel around the country, they ain't trying to hear God. They just mimicking what they heard, right? You know, they just living a surface life. God is not real to them. In a lot of cultures, especially a lot of religious cultures, God's not real. A lot of, you can pick them. You can pick your word of faith, all types of, sit down and really talk to, talk, talk to a lot of Christians. God ain't real. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just like they follow uh, the Crips, the Bloods, 
or just like they follow the newest fad, or how, 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 to, how I'm supposed to talk? Keep it 100. Okay. All right, I'll just keep it 100, you know. Uh, you know, whatever, you know. Or fam, you know, people say fam, throw out family. You know, I, I grew up in the hood. Yo, fam, fam, I don't really, you know, are we really family? You know what I'm saying? Like, like because if you really love me, you would tell me the truth. You wouldn't, comp- you wouldn't comfort my compromise. We throw friends around. But, but, it's, but we, we watching TV, we think it's like the old Seinfeld and Friends, you know, on Seinfeld, uh, people just breaking his apartment. His apartment's always open. Walking, hey! You know, they just break in his apartment. Like, just walk in. Not break in. They would just walk in. It was open all the time. You know, everything was all good. That ain't reality. There ain't nobody just walking to my house. <laughs> I mean, that's, I love y'all, but y'all ain't just walking to my house. You might want to call before you come. Right? You understand what I'm saying? Like, like we, but we, we're, we, Christianity is almost the same thing. We're just mimicking stuff. But it has, God ain't been real. And so you, you come in this environment, we talk about a real God. Sometimes it, it, it stretches you. You get offended. You, you, you package things through your own compromise and your own limitations. Ain't nobody trying to uh, beat you up. We're just trying to draw you in to his presence. You and God can take it from there. But we have a responsibility, right? So most Christians have never really truly heard God. Even less have been obedient to God. So very few have heard them, even less have been obedient, because if you can't hear them, you definitely ain't going to be obedient, right? And obedience is the key for us living a fulfilling life. And not, we talk about this in Bible school. Not obedience from the standpoint of, 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 of punishment. See, see in, the, in the world, you have to do. The obedience in the world, authority is set up to control you, and you have to do. You're almost being punked to do. If you don't do, you, you can lose your job just because some fool wants to control you. You can get kicked out of a ministry because somebody wants to control you. No, no, no. Obedience in the kingdom is you get to do. There's something I get to do. I look for opportunities to be obedient because I know it's going to draw more authority and power. In the world, you run from, ain't nobody telling me what to do. Man, please. You got it twisted. We talked about this in school yesterday. You wear pants, I wear pants. Why I got to listen to you? That person has never truly met God's authority and obedience. Because God's authority and obedience is not about who wears the pants. It's about opportunity. Finding someone to to submit to, to draw power from. Versus finding someone to be equal to and miss out on the power that they're pouring down. This is a whole nother thing. So, so very few have been obedient. It's a rarity to find Christians that will maintain their trust all the way through. It's rarity to find Christians that will maintain their trust with God all the way through. Because some of us think when a circumstance comes up, that means abort the faith and the press. No, that's just an opportunity to believe God and see some impossibilities and build a greater testimony. Amen. Right? So we have these situations where we start out and as soon as there's a flare-up, uh, what do I do about this? What you was doing before the flare came. Right. It's an opportunity for you to invest. If I'm in a relationship, well, well, they're not doing what I think they should do. Okay, that's an nice opportunity to, to love them through it. Pray them through it. 
right? Invest. You're just saying that because you're just a pastor. I live that. And anybody has been around here for, for long, we, we 11 years old, you've been around here for any length of time, you, you see we live that, Amen. right? Amen. But you just told me the truth the other day. Yeah, but I ain't left you. I ain't gave up on you. Yeah, but, but, but you used to always kind of call me all the time. Yeah, but I, I'm not, I'm, the Bible told me not to sow, sow seed in the sand. Ain't no harvest there. If your heart's so hard, it's no harvest there. It's still not mad at you. Always available for reconciliation. And if you need some help, got you covered. But if you get to the point where you cross over into a rubber bay mind, I'm never going to stop praying. There's people right now ain't been here. I pray for them. They ain't stop praying. There's people that done done me wrong. I'm praying for them. My wife will tell you. Now, I'm not giving up on them, but I'm, but. I'd be stupid to just keep getting beat up. I ain't stupid. <laughs> no, for real. Just in case you didn't know, I'm not stupid. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm really not. I'm, seriously. <laughs> All right. So, so, so. Right, so we have. So we have had and, and have to trust God. We have had to trust, and we have to trust God through the criticism, through the sabotage, through the abandonment, through the slowfulness through being clouded, through being fearful, and the pain. None of those things exempt us from trusting God because God has a solution and a way of escape that you may be able to bear any one of them. It's 1 Corinthians uh, 10, 13, right? God is faithful with the temptation. He'll make a way of escape that you may be able to bear, right? But everything should press us even closer to God. If we're not as patient, oh, I need to get closer to God, get more patience. If we don't believe as much, I need to get closer to God to believe more. If you can't see, I need to get closer to God to see. Right? This seems insurmountable. I need to get closer to God so I can see the possibilities. Right? So, so most focus on what they would like to. Um, uh, most, most people focus on what they would like to do and miss what their purpose to do. So they, 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 a lot of times we allow ourselves to be run off from, living, from being a living sacrifice. And, and the devil tries to run, run us off with circumstances and, and situations like that. He tries to tempt us to resurrect ourselves from behind the scenes. So we go, okay, I'm behind the scenes. I'm going to embrace my preparation. God's going to elevate me to the platform of purpose, whatever, fame, whatever. But then soon circumstances come up. Oh, no, no, no. We got to twist it. I'm not staying here. No, 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 no. Present yourself as a living sacrifice. God got you. All right? It's Romans 12, 1, right? So, so. All these things that I just listed, this is the danger. We allow them to force, force most of us out of stillness into subtle compromise. So now I'm being still and I know God. I'm staying still in God, staying behind the scenes as God prepares me for my platform, my, my wife, my husband, uh, uh, what I'm supposed to do, my promotion, right? But But... The circumstances come and it's trying to tempt me to get out of my place with God because I've assessed it as if, if God says what he said, this shouldn't be happening. It's not happening because of what God said. It's happening because of what's in your heart. Amen. What are you trying to say? I'm evil? That's not what I said. Do you know you can unintentionally expose yourself to things that is embedded in your heart because we, sometimes we live a, like I said, a negligent life. 
And sometimes we live an ignorant life. The Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And we open ourselves. When we, when we live, the Bible says walk circumspectly, right, in the, the Ephesians, right, 5, 15, right? But, 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 but we think it's too much work to walk circumspectly. Yeah. I, well, I don't see what the big deal is. You wouldn't see what the big deal is because you ain't paying attention. And you're not paying attention because to you, you think that's too much responsibility. How much more responsibility it is for you to navigate through all that noise in your head? You navigating through all that, how much more responsibility is it is for you try to make sure you don't look bad and all the levels you go through to do that? How much more responsibility it is to all the attacks that you do to make sure people don't see the truth of how you're hurt? That's work. It's work to, to, to lie, figure out the lie, double up on the lie, figure out did I double or triple up on the lie, figure out which lie that I told, that's work. You, we can take all that energy and we can put it into the work to really hear from God and do what God tells us to do. How much work it is to always snap and get an attitude because things aren't in your timing. You're not in God's timing. Suppose he snapped on you. Well, you know, I understand. I'm trying to get this person to do it. They haven't been doing it. As soon as you do that, run to your mirror. And say, God, is this what you're trying to tell me that, 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 that I'm doing to you? And you'll be a lot more patient with the people you're dealing with. That's why I'm patient. Because I don't want God to be impatient with, with me as I get myself together. <laughs> so I'm patient. They said they was on the basketball court. And they was like, he was patient with us. But how can I not be? They were just learning. With, well, well, yeah, she's out there. I told her at her game, I said, well, the coach... It's a little different. I done spoiled you. I'm patiently walking you through. The coach, ah, ah, he's just going off. Well, it's because he, 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 well, he might see this. He's probably, uh, it's probably not his th- thing. He's probably just not. That's not what I was going to say. I was going to say he don't know what he's doing. But anyway, so what I'm saying, <laughs> oh, too late, came out. All right, but, but what I'm saying is like, that's how God looks at us. He, he looks at us in human form. He doesn't look at us as already walking on water and holy. So that's why he's patient. That's why he's slow in the shadow of turning. That's why the sentence against the evil works not executed speedily. Not because God is, is pleased. It's he's giving you an opportunity to repent, expose it before him and change. When you take on the role of a pastor, you're God's representative. You're his delegated authority. I'm not patient because Keith is okay with what you're doing. I'm patient because it's going to take for you a while to get where God wants you to go. But don't, I don't know understand why he just let him do that. No, 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 no. Keith probably wouldn't. But pastor has to. Well, I think he should do this. That's why you're not the pastor. You probably would cut them all up. And beat them senseless. And stomp on them. And come back and make sure they're still down. (laughs) And my wife said, do it all over again. All right. So, so, this, I told you that previous list is trying to force us out of stillness into a subtle compromise. 
that, that, that the attacks, the sabotage, is trying to force us out of our private preparation into premature public platforms. You, you are correct. You guys are gifted, like phenomenally gifted. The problem is not your, if you're gifted, it's if you can handle it. And if you're honest with yourself, you've already proven you can. If we're honest with ourselves, we already proved we can. With our zeal, you know, some of our prophecies is tainted with self. Some of it is tainted with I want to be seen. God's like, I just, if you just waited on me, you, it wouldn't just be temporary, right? So, so, so it's one thing I learned a long time ago. It's, it's a book called uh, Emotional Healthy Spirituality. Is that the name of it? All right. And so in the book it was just talking about, it was talking about how a lot of our, our lives are almost like uh, glaciers. So as you see a glacier, you see maybe 10% of it on the surface. And that looks huge. But there's a whole other 90% underneath that water. Yeah. Which is just, it's like a, it's, it's a frozen mountain pretty much. Right? And he says our lives are like that. Like, like we reveal 10% of the reality of who we are. There's a 90% that we hide. And so when, when, you, when you first, when we were growing up, now we were growing up because I wasn't, I wasn't I'm born in 62, but, but in the early years, you know, 1800s, 20s, 30s, and 40s, um, especially when they started the, the United States, it, it was about character. So every, all the information you get, even, you know, you had devotions at home. You would go to school, have a devotion. You were in school. This is, you can go study this out. This is, in class, you would learn about the word in addition to English, math, because you got to read. You know, you got to learn how to count and you got to learn how to count your money. A lot of people was wealthy back then, right? So you learned all these things in school. Then you would come home and have devotion with the family again. So you pretty much had three devotions in the word before you even got rolling with whatever you want to do personal. Life was about character back then. It was about um, private preparation more than public platform, right? Life was about private victory more than public platform. It was about evolving into purpose and fulfillment. But in the last, uh, last 170 years or so, it's been, a, it's been a growing thing where it's about public platform to a point now where you could be an overnight supposedly success. You know, because somebody give you like 20,000 likes and you figure, you ain't got no money, but you 20,000 likes, you go, look, I got 20,000 likes. That converted into how much money? You, you can be a singer. Do you know you can be a singer? You can go on uh, certain things. You can put your, your song out there and then they'll feed you I had 20,000 people like my song. How many did those 20,000 people purchase your song? I mean, this has actually happened, so I'm not making this up. Um, obviously, there's people that have been overnight successes. You know, I'm not, I'm not. We saw them as an overnight success. We didn't see their private preparation. You see? And so, so, so the culture is that way, so now we bring that to church, and we, we rush things along. And what's so dangerous is we've been, some of us have been rushing for 20, 30 years. And then now we, 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 we awaken and we go, yeah, but by now, 
Now, now, now, now something that just got to happen. And we, we have to go back to be still. Do you understand? David was one of the greatest kings ever. But he was trained privately. David was out there tending sheep when all the other people that was designed to be soldiers, his brother and them, was going up the ranks. Because the soldiers were promoted to kings. We know that. Even Saul, that was a king. Remember it said, David killed 10,000, Saul killed 1,000. But I mean, Saul, knew, Saul was handling his business. 1,000 wasn't a little bit of people. Right? So you normally came up with the ranks as a top soldier and was promoted to be king to lead the armies. But you had experience what they went through so we can put you in position because we, we've already seen you as a leader. Even then, they went through a process. They didn't just jump to being king. Look at all the people that was just pushed into being king and how king for eight years, king for two years. You know, evil got in their heart quick. You ain't seen it read about David. Right? But he went through that private preparation. And even after he was with the sheep and he was anointed to be king, his preparation wasn't done. He went back out with sheep. Then he's, 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 he's serving food to the soldiers, not even fighting. And he was, inside him was a warrior. He already knew I was a warrior. I took out a lion and a bear. Then he, he, he stumbles on a fight that everybody's scared of. He takes out Goliath. It wasn't a person scared of Goliath. It was an army. He takes out Goliath. He still wasn't king. Let's do, listen, do you understand he was playing a harp before the king? A harp. Man, they didn't even give him like a sax. You know, like he was, you know, he was like, he was playing a harp. Humbly played the harp. I <laughs> I just want y'all to get a picture. That's all. That's all. Right. Because see, see, the harp is compared to what well, we're not willing to string in silence while people are doing the thing that we believe we're supposed to be doing. We create music for somebody else's atmosphere. Well, we, we want to be on our own stage. David created music for somebody else's atmosphere, behind the scenes. He ain't get no likes. Well, then nobody purchase his music. The whole Psalms is, is music. It's songs. People are singing these things. He was a psalmist. That's where we got it from. Guess what? It wasn't talking about David's greatest hits. Where are they now? Unsung. <laughs> right? Because just because he was gifted at music didn't mean that that's what God had purposed him to do. He was purposed to be king. But he offered his gift along the way. I'm saving these songs for somebody else. When I get on my platform, I'm going to blow up. It's Bible, right? Did I make that up there? It's right there in the Bible, right? Then when it was an opportunity for being king, you know how you get close to it? About to be king! What? Like I, like I was, went to a tryout, and I met a casual who played for the Knicks. He was the, he had like four-time, it was CBA was like the NDBL champion, right? And so I go down there. I've I'm, 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 never been to a tryout, and, but I, 
surveyed the land. And uh, so I was like, man, you know, if, if these guys start talking to me. So also when people start handing me cards, he pulls me aside, give me your information, I'll talk to you. I was like, on the inside, I was like, you talking to me? I just bought a brand new car. Like, man, my life is rolling out. And then I got in the car. I was like, man, I'm about to go pro. I'm about to go pro. So I'm driving. Bam! This lady slammed up against my car, slammed me against the sidewalk, drove me down the sidewalk because her fender caught to my car. Right? Sidewalks in D.C. are high. Drove me down. I get out the car. Like I did it. I, you know, it's two lanes. So I, lay, I was cursing, though. I was cursing. He said he didn't curse, but I was cursing. So lane over here. Mr. Man of God now, because I was this new Christian. Laying over here, laying over, I, 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 I hadn't even seen the person yet. It was an old lady. I said, this ain't right. I can't even go, I can't even go off. Because I couldn't go out and shut up. Like, I was like, man, she, you know, she, I didn't see you. I did. Yes, ma'am. Not a problem. You just trashed my brand new car. I got to leave it here and fly home. Excited, just like David. Ooh, about to be king. About to be king up in his feet. Ooh, I've been waiting for this for a long time. And we're going to do this right now. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you, you get one of the kingdoms. Okay, cool. I do one of the kingdoms. You know what? You know, it's a few months. I can do one kingdom for a few months. I mean, I mean you know, I mean, I got to get adapted. Oh, no, bro. It's going to be for seven years. This church is 11 years old. Think about the last seven years of your life. Could you have endured knowing you're the king? Could you have stayed behind the scenes? I'm going to let God finish this thing. Or would you be tempted to put your hands on it because you're so close to it? God's revealed to you, it's time for your husband. You're going to put your hands on it and you're going to see it through. Now, all of a sudden, you meet the person. You like the person, but you, you, to, to draw the person in, you was at church all the time, consistent. Now, now, now you meet the person, you're around the person, you ain't never at church. Now, all of a sudden, you're arguing, going at it, tripping. Did you do what you did when you connected to the person, when you got to them? Did you do what you did when you connected to the, to, to the finances when you got them? Did you do what you did when you connected to the promotion when you got it? Did you do what you did when you connected to the business and you got it? Did you do what you did when you connected to the ministry and you got it? Did you do it, David? Or you just, I, I'll take it from here, God. Same God that got you to the platform is the same God that's going to be with you to help you to maintain it produce from it. Right? All right, so, so anyway, this always uh, turns out a little different than I thought. All right, so, so I'm going to hit you with two scriptures and then we're out of here, okay? I do around the 8-2. It's one of my favorite scriptures. It says, God is taking you through the wilderness to humble you and approve you so you would know what's in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So, this is the children of Israel freed from bondage. This is not the children of Israel in bondage, freed from bondage. In the wilderness, just like Jesus was endorsed as the son and went to the wilderness. 
to get all that stuff out that's obstructing fellowship. Do you understand? God's bringing you out of bondage to bring you into fellowship, not bring you out of bondage to, to relieve us. And so sometimes we're bringing the bondage with us. So God lets us go into the wilderness, not as a punishment to purge out what's obstructing the fellowship that he's been longing for for a long time. Sometimes David is waiting seven more years because God wants to make sure he stays in fellowship with him when I give him the whole kingdom. Let me see how, you're, how faithful you are in just one. Sometimes he gave you the promotion. It was never about the promotion. He wasn't, he gave you the promotion, the biggest promotion you ever had, and you thought it was about the promotion. No, he wanted you to own that whole type of flow. But he wanted to see how you handled it. Sometimes you thought it was about the business. Man, God's like, that's nice. No, 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 no. I have businesses. I have ministries. Right? But he wanted to see how you handled the, the, the little things. Right? Just, all right, I'm, I'm going to introduce you to a relationship. Let me see how you handle that one. I decided I wasn't having sex until I get married. I'm starting all over. When I moved to Ohio, I met people before I met Pastor Mel. God, God wanted to see how I wanted to handle a relationship. And as soon as things got to look, oh, wait a minute. So I already told you I'm not having sex until I get married. So based on that behavior, either you didn't believe me or you tripping. Can't be in this relationship. Next relationship. Mm, I already told you. A guy not trying to have sex that, is, that was in, the, in, you know, in their 30s or 30 is like crazy. You know, like, what's the catch? So one person was like, well, I, I need to find myself. Cool. But then they would show up every place I was at. I thought you was finding yourself. Did you find yourself in this location? So it didn't line up. So I'm like, nah, you ain't serious. But God was like, I'm going to see what you're going to do. Because if I, when I send you to Melanie, dude, you better be right. You're going to need all of me and then some. <laughs> My wife said, that's the truth, just in case y'all throwing rocks at me up here. Right? And then I was watching her sing over there this, today, and I was like, boy, I am fortunate. Not, see, you think it's because of the voice. It was because of the heart. Like, like, like to be with someone that has a heart like hers? Like, you can't even sing like that if you don't have a heart. And I could hear that heart. Like, I was just looking. I was like, wow. I am so fortunate. Thank God she spends time with God. She's in the Word. She loves people. Because, you know, you, you've been at churches, right? Pastor be all excited. Hey, you know, I can break it down, spin it. <laughs> yeah, he be doing all that. And then the wife be over here in the corner. Spin again, see what happened at the house. <laughs> right? You know, yeah, spin one more time. Trying to be cute up in here. Then you go around the wife, you know, you say, hi, how you doing? Excuse me? You ain't talking to me. Yo, you see this space? Stay behind over there. Right? You've you, you seen that before, right? Because you be wondering, right, what's going on? Like, like, yeah, that person ain't with God. Uh, she's with, that, that lady with God right there, right, all over her. It's, it's, 
It, it, the church had favor. It's favor in my house. Man finds a wife and obtains favor from the Lord. Oh, uh, look, look. I ain't stopping meeting her. I'm digging deeper to find more and more wives so I can get more and more favor. So bring it. I, interview her after church, right? You don't have to take my word for it. All right, so, so, so this is the key. Don't get stuck in the wilderness of impatience, unfaithfulness, pride, props, and disobedience. Don't get stuck in the wilderness of impatience, unfaithfulness, pride, props, and disobedience. Scripture says in uh, Luke 16, you can read it for yourself, 10, 10 to uh, 12, he that's faithful in that which is another man's God will give, him, give you your own. So, so, so we're waiting for our own. Jesus says, wait on the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, think about what a servant does. They wait on you, right? Mm-hmm. The server at the, at the restaurant, don't they? We call them a waiter, yeah. right? <laughs> right? So, so, so they're, not, they're not just doing nothing. They're, they're in the process of serving. So if you're waiting on the Lord, you should be waiting on the Lord being faithful in that which is another man's. So you can attract your own. Why is that important? Because when you get your own, right, you want a bunch of people trying to be faithful in what you're doing. Do you understand right now if you have a ministry, you have a business, you got a platform, everybody you attract is going to be what you sow. So a lot of times people are messing up people with record deals and stuff like that. You know why? Because they're being selfish. But you know why people are dealing with that? Because they've been selfish. You know what I'm saying? Like you, your team around you, man, they took my money. They weren't thinking about you. They just thinking about themselves. Like you was thinking about yourself. No, I wasn't thinking about myself the whole time I was singing. What were you doing before you were singing? Did you offer that gift to God? Did you, I mean, let, let's be honest. Let's just be honest. You know, so I had to share that, even though we're at a church that can come across self-serving, but hopefully you're listening to the heart of what's being said. Let me ask you this. God. You have something that you really believe and you're dreaming for. God gave you the gift. Do you think he didn't give it to you for the kingdom first? And then you say, well, I don't understand why God is not, a, not blessing this. Like, is it me? Or, okay, you got somebody staying in your house. Somebody decide, hey, you need some help. I want you to stay at the house, right? Uh, great job. Great skills. They got a great job, great skills. And they out there rolling. You know, every time they come, like, you struggling, though. Like, you struggling, you're trying to make ends meet. But every time they come home, they're like, oh, man, I got another promotion. Oh, my God. Oh, God is phenomenal. Hey, man, you know what? I'm making more than the CEO. You know, and I work for a Fortune 500 company. This is ridiculous how what God is doing. And you go out, you know, you go out there and they see them out the, and then you say, hey, well, we cook dinner. Ah, oh, no, no, I just ate at a Roos Chris, this, that, now I'm good. They said, the whole time they're in your house, they ain't doing nothing for your house. You ain't going to be thinking, how did you skip me? Wouldn't you, I'm, it won't cross your mind. I tell you this, uh, when my son was, uh, one year he was tripping, so my son was, we didn't have no heat because the, the boiler went out. His addition, or this is our first house, his side had baseboard heat. So he was always warm. 
And he kept the heat on even when we weren't there. So I, you know, our, bills was going, our bills was going up partially because I didn't do what I was supposed to do, listen to my wife take care of the heater. Then, like, he would come home and he would walk the leaves in the house. You know, you, you come through a bunch of leaves, you just walk them in the house. I'm like, do you realize it was leaves you just walked in the house, right? That means you could have got the leaves up. You know? Then uh, he was always going to the refrigerator. Like, he's always going to get stuff. So, you know, he's in a situation where he's working this and that, he has money. Every time I see him, now, we, 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 we struggling. You know, one time we, we, uh, we had to, what did you do? What we had to, what was it called where you, we did something with the mortgage where we put the payment on the back end. Yeah, forbearance. So we did. So we doing all this back in the day, uh, right? This dude walking in brand new sweatsuits, just ain't paying nothing. Yeah, like I go to get something, it's gone. Now, you know what crossed my mind, right? Like, are, are you are you just like blind, or you just don't care? <laughs> My wife said both. All right, so, so I said that about the son. Now, some, I already know some people relate to that, right? What I had to do is, as soon as I see that, run to the mirror and say, God, are you trying to show me how I am with you? Because I was doing things, but I wasn't doing it for the kingdom. So I'm walking past the kingdom to do what I want to do. Thinking that that's the only place I can do it is where I would get the the best benefit. Not, I I pass it through the kingdom and get even a greater benefit. But no, I I didn't think that. I was like, well, you get this revelation, I'm just hold on to this because when I finally get a platform, boy, Ain't nobody heard this one. This one right here. Had no, this is true. Had nobody heard it. I had never heard it nowhere. Nobody had never taught it. It was a revelation that the Lord gave me on heaven and earth. I'm sitting in service one day. This is a man of God come, come in uh, from Chicago. Bill Winston, I said his name. He taught on heaven and earth. He taught the revelation. I said, hold on, man. That's, I, I've been holding it for years. Waiting for my turn. I was like, Lord, I don't get it. Like, you just gave that to me. That was mine. He said, no, it was mine. (laughs) And I gave it to you to give to whoever was in your face at the time. Since you didn't do it, I gave it to somebody that would. I'm not just talking about a sermon. So we sitting around waiting Without serving. We're not faithful in another man's, but we're looking for our own. We're not faithful in the kingdom, but we're looking for, we're not seeking first the kingdom of God, but we're looking for all things to be added. It doesn't even work that way. Sometimes we start it out that way, but it's hard for us to finish it all the way through because somebody sabotaged us. Somebody crushed us. Somebody uh, played us and betrayed us. You can't stop there. You can, you, okay, you can stop rolling in that relationship, I just have to redirect all my gifting into better ground. But it doesn't supposed to shut you down. 
You're just saying that because you're a pastor. No, I went through it. We went through it multiple times. I went through it before I met her. It's like, oh, no, what I want, for what I want is worth it. I want to be in love, so, hey, I'm just going to chalk that up as I blew it. It hurt, but I'm moving forward. I'm going to make some adjustments so I don't make that dumbness, stupid mistake again. Same thing as I grew and offered. I've always offered myself to everything I've done. And so some people have, uh, have didn't know how to handle it. I'm not, no, I'm not to shut me down. Put my antenna up, make sure my discernment is sharp, but I still gotta, but I'm still behind the scenes. And a part of the requirement is to be faithful in that which is another man's, so then I'll get my own. God will draw me, resurrect me from behind the scenes. I'm not exempt from that because somebody tried to harden my heart so I can store some pain and frustration take on some other things to store up and not be open to fulfillment. You see what I'm saying? Right? So, so, so our reset is, is getting back to our positioning in his presence. And no matter what our age and what we went through, God can resurrect us from there. All right, stand on your feet.